Welcome to Real Estate Mortgage Shop, where we offer solutions to your real estate and financing scenarios. I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage professional. Catch this podcast and more at jogarner.com. Good morning, Memphis, and welcome to our internet listeners and podcast listeners across the 50 states. You're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop, and I'm your host, Joe Garner, Mortgage Loan Officer. You can subscribe to get our weekly blog post and podcast at jogarner.com. Our general topic today is what sells Memphis real estate? Know your city's history. Call us while we're live today at 901-535-9732. And today is October 6th, 2018. You know what? I find that the people who are best at predicting the future are those who know the past. Today, our Shelby County, Tennessee, famous and fun official historian, Jimmy Ogle, he's going to be sharing some history of Memphis, Tennessee, that has helped sell a lot of real estate. Tom King, our expert appraiser, will be giving us a few things that he sees in the Memphis market in the present. I'm going to be showing you how to set up your mortgage terms today so that no matter what, which way the market goes tomorrow, you can have some multiple winning options on your real estate. Tom King of Bill King Appraisal Service is back in the studio with us. Tom has been appraising the Memphis, Shelby County, Tipton, and Fayette counties for over 40 years. Tom, you have helped so many of our listeners over the years. Please take a moment and introduce yourself to our new listeners and tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do as an appraiser. All right, Joe, I'm a second-generation appraiser. My father's name was Bill King, and uh, I grew up with that name, and so uh, after he passed away, I kept the name of the company. So uh, my my name is Tom King, and I work. For, uh, my my company name is Bill King, and um, <laughs> I do residential appraisals in Shelby, Tipton, and Fayette County. Have a great time. I help people uh, that may want to put their home on the market. Uh, help them with a, an appraisal before they price their home. Uh, mortgage loan appraisals, re, uh, relocation appraisals. Uh, I help attorneys with a, a probate, a divorce, just about anything you can think of that's pertaining to a house appraisal I can do. So uh, uh, if y'all need me, give me a call at 901-487-6989. I'll be happy to help you. And in the studio today is my dear friend. We've known each other over 50 years, believe it or not. That's what. That's another trivia question right there. We've known of each other. Yes, that's right. We grew up together. Uh, we have the historian. He's a Shelby County Shelby, official. Official historian. historian on, on call duck master. For the Peabody Hotel. And trivia specialist when it comes to Memphis, Tennessee. We have James McAllister Ogle. Oh, got that middle name. Yes, that's right. That's my aunt, aunt Ivora McAllister from Etowah, Tennessee. That's there a family you go. name there. We have grown up uh, or grown older uh, here. And uh, I knew his dad and the, my, a contemporary of my father. Uh-huh. And uh, the great families we were able to grow up in here in Memphis, Tennessee, 50 years ago in the 60s and 70s, and at First Baptist Church, and getting right. together, and That's right. water skiing together, and camping together, the things we all got to do, the wonderful family names we could 
Say about a dozen of them real and, quick and, off the and top it, of her head. And his stepfather delivered me. <laughs> oh, no, not another one of those. <laughs> Talk that on that left side of the column there. there but, uh, I'm a lifelong Memphian. I've been living in various parts of the city. I, right now I'm living in the same area, Galloway Golf Course, just east of Galloway there. And that's uh, like 20 minutes from everywhere in, in uh, Memphis and Shelby County. But when I was a kid growing up, I was equidistant between Laurelwood, Summer Center, and Poplar Plaza and High Point Terrace as a kid riding a bike around. East Memphis and doing all those things every day. Well, you've done you know? a whole lot since then. Talk yes, a little bit about what you what you've done and what you do. Jimmy. Well, now what I've done, I've been in Parks and Recreation and Tourism for forty years in Memphis from Memphis Park Commission. I learned a lot about the city with the Parks and Recreation Department. Then Mud Island got downtown in the eighties. Uh, general Manager Mud Island, Memphis Queen Line Riverboats uh, worked at Beale Street, uh, Memphis Rock and Soul Museum. I was the opening director there for the Smithsonian Museum here. Uh, the last five years, I was the dock master at the Bill Street Landing, getting those big riverboats in the town. Then I became the duck master at the Peabody <laughs> Hotel, changed the bow. Uh, and now I'm, I'm in the last uh, four years, I've been the uh, appointed Shelby County historian uh, by the Shelby County Board of Commissioners. There's one of those, and you have to mm-hmm. be a, a resident of the county to be a historian. Uh, <laughs> but I started walking tours about 10 years ago in downtown Memphis in Midtown and, and PowerPoints about a whole community and Today, I go to about a, a dozen senior citizen centers, uh, residential centers a month, talking different stories about Memphis, whether it's homes or buildings or, or the origins and oddities of the streets and bridges of Memphis or music or civil war or civil rights, all sorts of topics to talk about. They say I got about 150 hours of B-roll in my head, so there's plenty of time <laughs> to talk about things. That's why I probably talk so fast because I'm trying to say too much. But it's really fun to go around the town to schools and civic breakfasts and lunch and senior citizen centers and talk and listen to the stories people have to say that are that yes. have been around for a long time too how do we uh, contact you jimmy well, about getting on one of your walking tours it's jimmyogle.com it's pretty simple right there jimmyogle.com and that's uh, i got a website i don't do facebook or anything else i'm not that much of a cyber guy but jimmyogle.com well you know everybody remembers as far back in history as 2008 and 2009, that big real estate crash we had. <laughs> well, back then, as a mortgage loan officer, I was interested in knowing how successful realtors and business people had weathered past real estate and economic hard times and come out on top. I did a survey. Want to know the common denominators of the people who weathered well the economic downturns? Well, people that did not have a lot of debt and they had more than one source of income. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, you know, I think that's true across the board. Well, here is an example of a real estate professional who weathered the storms from the 1980s and came out more prosperous after going through the crisis than before the crisis hit. It was a realtor who was just getting started selling real estate and had very little wealth and uh, not a lot of success at that point, but came through the bad times as a top-producing realtor. When the bad economic times came, this for him was back in the 1980s, this realtor had acquired one or two income-producing real estate properties of his own and had taken on the job of a real estate property manager, and he managed a lot of other people's real estate at that point. So the multiple sources of income sustained him through these hard times. Well, here's another common story. During the Great Recession that we've experienced in 2008, Connie was one of the many real estate investors who survived well because she was not loaded up with debt when the crisis happened, and she had kept her house payment low. She got a 30-year fixed rate 
but had steadily been paying her mortgage off early as well and uh, had gotten rid of a lot of her other debt, too. She had slowly acquired some real estate properties and managed them herself. Not having a lot of debt allowed Connie options to acquire more income-producing properties and live comfortably during the lean economic times. So there's a le- there's a lesson from history. We always advise that you consult with your personal certified financial advisor, of course, on specific, your specific situation. But later in this show, we're going to take a look at some ways that you can set up your home financing now to give you multiple options to choose that can help you come out ahead in whatever the future markets are when you own real estate. So make your plan. Let's work your plan. If the deal works for you today, let's do it today. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. You can also call me the old-fashioned way, 901-482-0354. But Tom King, you're our expert real estate appraiser, and uh, you've been keeping your eye on our Memphis area real estate market today in current times. And Tom, which direction have home values been going in the Memphis area this year, and what market conditions are driving the direction of our Memphis real estate values? Well, Joe, that's a great question, and it's really an easy question to answer. And you talk about the history of the uh, mortgage loan. Just remember that in the late 70s, the mortgage interest rate was 18.5%. Okay? (laughs) Just a little history there. For those uh, Gen Xers that think this 5% interest rate is too high, just think about 18.5%. But uh, this market is just amazing. Uh, I'm talking to agents all all over the place. And uh, since the weather has changed and school's in and things like that, um, you're seeing a little bit of slowing activity, but I haven't seen any change in property values. Uh, there's still a great market. There's very little on the market right now. And if there's very, very little supply and the demand is still there, the property values are going to go up, and that's right. what we've seen just throughout the city. And it's it's just an amazing market that we've been in now for uh, two or three years. So uh, uh, values have gone up, and uh, it's it's just a, it's if you're a seller, it's a great time to sell. And if a lot of people are refinancing uh, now because the values have gone up to where they can get a loan to value that is. Uh, uh, acceptable to the the, the mortgage people. So uh, that's another big thing. And they're refinancing a lot of their variable rate debt into their home loan to get rid of the rising interest rates because the future, they're saying, is going to be rates are going to continue to go up. Another interesting fact, Wendy Greenlaw from Chandler Reports was in the studio a few weeks ago, and she said, did you realize that in Memphis almost 50% of the purchases uh, have been investors? people coming and buying in real, real estate in Memphis. It's a gold mine. Memphis is a gold mine for getting a positive cash flow. But you're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I'm Joe Garner, your host. What do you want to accomplish with your mortgage? Make your plan. Let's work your plan. Of course, if the deal works for you today, let's, let's do, do it, it today. today. All right. When we come back, you're going to get to enjoy some very interesting Memphis history from our famous and fun Shelby County, Tennessee historian, Jimmy Ogle. We'll see you guys back in just a moment. 600 WREC and 92.1 FM. Hi, I'm Loretta McNary with the Loretta McNary Show in Memphis, Tennessee, and you're listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop. And now, back to your host, Joe Garner. The Mississippi Delta was shining like a national guitar. I am following the river down the highway through the 
cradle of the Civil War I'm going to Graceland, Graceland To Memphis, Tennessee I'm going to Graceland Poor boys and pilgrims with families And we are going to Graceland All right, we're talking about Memphis, Tennessee today. (laughs) Graceland is a big part of Memphis, Tennessee. You're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I am Joe Garner, your host. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. You can find me hanging around Devolve Bank and Trust here in the Memphis area, but I work all over the country. So wherever you are, I want to be on your journey to home ownership as your lender. Uh, We've got in the studio a couple of guys here that I think a lot of you know, Tom King, who is our expert appraiser with Bill King Appraisal Company. And we've got the famous uh, Jimmy Ogle in the studio. He's our Shelby County historian. And if you'd like to join us today while we're live, you can call us at 901-535-9732. We're talking about what sells Memphis real estate. Know your city's history. We're going to take a moment and play a little game we like to play almost every week. It's called the Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest. Our Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest is brought to you by notable Memphis historian who's sitting right here with us today, Jimmy Ogle. And Jimmy offers free historic walking tours downtown in the spring and fall. For, for information about Jimmy, you can go to jimmyogle.com. The Look Back Memphis Trivia uh, Trivia Contest is sponsored by John and Jennifer Lawhon of Lawhon Landscape, 901-754-7474. And the Lawhans can help you plan your landscaping if you have a really big project or if you even have a small project or you may want to do that really big one in phases. The Lawhans are giving away a $25 gift card to the first person with the correct trivia answer. And if you know the answer to our trivia question, call us today at 901-535-9732. Jimmy, what's our trivia question today? Well, the question is, I started on Cotton Row in 1922 and retired in 1972 as the head of my own cotton firm. And uh, this is a, a famous Memphian, obviously, but uh, he gave lectures at the Goodwin Institute for 28 years and featured his film Passport to Safari Land. That ought to be a good clue right there. <laughs> uh, he owned over 300 acres in Raleigh, and part of that later became a country club. Uh, and then uh, the final hint here is in 1973, he was the first American inducted into the Hunting Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. Another little thing here is his wife was also the founder of the Tennessee Genealogical Society, too. So uh, that's kind of an interesting story, a family story there. But we're looking for one certain name that everybody might know, and uh, we'll just let it float out right now. And right. may have to give another hint or two later on. It might be an easy one. This might be a tough one. All right. Well, it's a person. And oh, uh, if you know the answer, you can give us a call at 901-535-9732. Jimmy, you know, we were talking about today what sells Memphis real estate. There's a lot of history in Memphis that has lined us up, set us up just like a good golf shot for selling real <laughs> estate. So tell, talk a little bit about some of that history. Well, you know, Memphis was founded here on a high bluff a long time ago, the highest piece of ground on the Mississippi River between Cairo and Natchez. So we're the high, dry ground. Yeah, we got... Wolf River and Nonconna Creek here that comes in and floods sometimes, and sometimes the Mississippi River does. But centuries ago, the animals found us first and found it to be a peaceful, dry place to live. They kept the little paws dry. And then the Native Americans followed their trails. The European explorers followed their trails. The American settlers followed their trails. And all of a sudden, here we are, Memphis, founded in 1819, right out in the center of the country. Uh, in the 1500s, Hernando de Soto was here. 
79 years before the Pilgrims landed at Plymouth Rock. So we're in old areas. So historically, we're number six on the National Register of Historic Places for listings in the country. And Memphis Heritage has done a real good job with this. We have over 11,000 properties listed. So the, sometimes we might not look as old as the French Quarter in New Orleans, but when you start looking in the buildings in downtown Memphis or getting out into the neighborhoods in Midtown and particularly uh, Ansdale Park uh, subdivisions, one of the first subdivisions in our country's mm-hmm. history, 100 20 years ago, let's say, uh, now, uh, you look at Orange Mound uh, in 1890, the first neighborhood in America set aside for African-American home ownership. how historic that is. So this has always been a diverse city, a melting pot with the roads and trails leading here. That's railroad everybody loves in East Memphis. <laughs> was the first one to connect the Atlantic Ocean with the Mississippi River in the history of our country. We, we built up along it. Fairgrounds, Bunton, Normal, White Station, Germantown, Kyville on out. So people think it's in our way right now, but we're in, we're in its way. It was here first, but that's how we built as transportation patterns occurred. You get up to the middle of the century, and we got automobiles and started you know, building subdivisions on out, the suburban sprawl. But our, our historic neighborhoods, there's over 30 historic neighborhoods in Memphis, like Central Gardens or Valentine Evergreen or Cooper Young, who take pride in their neighborhoods, the look of their neighborhood, the tall trees. You get up in the Liberty Bowl Stadium and look at or or Clark Tower and look at it's a city blanketed with trees. It just looks green. It is just like like (laughs) a golf course. Even when you fly over. Yeah, and by the way, that's that's my friend Bubba right there. He's gonna call my middle name McAllister. We called him Bubba by the way. Not Tom, not Bill, but Bubba. So let's just get that off the slate right now. We go way back. That goes back too far. We we got got a Bubba in the room right now. But when you look at at what these uh, neighborhoods have done. Now, in the resurgence of our midtown with the Sears being converted to Crosstown Concourse, a $200 million urban vertical village, 40 businesses in there, a lot of folks living in there. But the Overland Square area, we were in Cooper Young a few weeks ago with the remote broadcast. And just look at the fabric of what's happened there. 30 years ago, there was one restaurant and 30 booths in the Cooper Young Festival. Now there's 30 restaurants and <laughs> 500 booths. And, and, and people really you know, having art walks and and uh, five mile runs, the big festivals, obviously a huge thing one day a year. But they they love their neighborhood. They love their neighbors. Mm-hmm. You know, the the midtown neighborhoods are all built with um, uh, the porches in the front, where everybody could talk to your neighbor from the front porch. And then you could look down at the design of Harbor Town on Mud Island in the 1990s. Same type of patterns from Midtown Memphis. Yeah, Jim, talk a little bit about downtown. We were talking earlier <laughs> about <laughs> well, the population I, trends yeah, in downtown. I moved into downtown in 1986. Now, the 1970s, downtown, the Peabody was closed. Uh, Bill Street was fenced off. Only one business was open, A. Schwab's. Uh, uh, you couldn't walk or ride down Bill Street the whole time. Uh, in 1979, there was more people living in downtown Memphis in jail than living residentially. There were 500 people living downtown, 1,000 in jail. And the city political leaders wanted to build a bigger jail. The building only Tom knows by its uh, number. 201. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, and the business leaders, the Belters, Charlies, whoever, Lyman Aldrich, Memphis May was formed you know, in 77. The Center City Commission was formed in 77. Uh, this was a really down time for our, our, our city. It was empty in the downtown area. And uh, gradually, year by year, things happened to Peabody. We opened in 1981. That was a catalyst event for downtown. Mud Island, 82. Beale Street, 83. Orpheum, 84. Orpheum bid saved for $285,000. Wow. You know, the Civil Rights Museum building, the Lorraine Motel, $144,000 in 1982 on the courthouse steps. The Peabody, $540,000. For less than a million dollars, we saved the Peabody, the Orpheum, and the Lorraine Motel, the Civil Rights Museum, in a seven-year period of time. Those are the three cultural cornerstones of our city. You had the Leyden song, Graceland, too. It's the second most visited historic home in the country. Wow. Behind the White House. So when we shut down the federal government, we do that so we can be number one, (laughs) you know, (laughs) with Graceland. But people from all over the world 
come to creation, not just the Memphis area here. And Tom got to appraise that house. But Elvis lived in nine different places in his life. That's when amazing. I was in downtown in the 80s at the Paperworks, just an old paper company, uh, We the place next door to us was Self's Cricket Ranch. They were incubating 30 million crickets a year down there. <laughs> that was literally me and the crickets down there in empty streets. Now you can't you can't build That's apartments amazing. and condos fast enough in South Maine. 27,000 wow. people living in downtown now, over 110 restaurants and 17 fabulous museums. Oh, wow. Look like we got a winner? (laughs) We have a winner. Uh, We've got Bob on the line. Bob, are you with us? I'm here. All right. Well, I understand uh, from our producer that you know the answer to our Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest. I do know the answer. What's the answer? It is Barry Brooks. He's correct. Way to go, Barry Brooks. So, Bob, do you go hunting? (laughs) I don't go hunting, but I was in Barry's office on Front Street in downtown Memphis in the early 1960s. I was a salesman and dropped in his office to see if he wanted my product, and he told me all of his hunting trophies. Well, he had many from all over the world. He uh, sure and, did. Uh, there's safaris in Africa. He's like five different continents, you know. And and uh, uh, gee, you know, he was. I just got a little history of him right now. He was born in Senatobia. He actually he was heard when Teddy Roosevelt came down to do his famous bear hunt down there. In uh, Mississippi, he got to he- hear Teddy Roosevelt talk as a young kid, and that kind of inspired him to to you know, go out and hunt. And uh, so he finally got to Africa in the 40s and 50s, and to Asia has trophies. Of course, everybody growing up went to the Pink Palace Museum and saw the 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 uh, animals on display there. And and sometimes, and, and then the 1970s, the Pink Palace said we're going to a regional emphasis of local history, and so uh, they didn't want the, that display there anymore in the, in the Pink Palace Museum. And it never did find a satisfactory home, I don't think. But he also was a great photographer of wildlife and, and uh, a conservationist, too. Might have a little bit of a bum rap of shooting too many animals, but uh, part of that is learning about him is taking pictures. And he had miles and miles of footage in these films and, and all that. And his wife, Virginia, was also the uh, helped start the Tennessee Genealogical Society. He's one of the founders there. They moved out to Raleigh. Epping Forest Manor was the big house out on the hill, James Road. Uh-huh. It's kind of in crumbly condition right now. It's not in good shape at all. I walked through there last week, in fact, prepping up for next week. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and Sunday at 1 to 4 is when the Wolf River Conservancy will dedicate that leg of the Wolf River Greenway at Epping Way from Highland, uh, say, around to almost uh, Austin P. let's say, part of a 13-mile stretch. Uh, that goes from Wolf River. And we'll come back later on and talk about another great thing that makes our neighborhoods great is the connecting walkways and greenways and bike lanes we're doing right now. Bob, so, thank you so much congratulations, for calling. Congratulations, Bob. Congratulate you You're for You're a lucky winning. guy. Thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, right. leave your name and address with our producer so that the Lawhans of Lawhan Landscape can get you your $25 gift card. I will we're do get, that. We're getting ready to go to Fox News, but I just want to remind everybody that we're talking today about what sells Memphis real estate. Know your city's history. When we come back, I'm going to be sharing with you some ways to set yourself up to win when you buy your real estate or refinance your real estate so that in the future you have multiple options that will work for just about any market condition in the future. So Tom's going to drag out his uh, magic binoculars. If you look in one end, you can see the back into the past. If you look in the other end, you can see into the future. So stay tuned. We'll see you guys back in just a moment. 600 WREC and 92.1 FM. I'm Troy McDonald. And I'm Lynn McDonald. With the, with the Aaron, Aaron McDonald, McDonald Insurance Agency. Agency. From Memphis, Tennessee. And you're listening to the Real Estate Mortgage Shop. And now, back to your host, Joe Garner. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. Built 
right, you're back on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. We're talking about what sells Memphis real estate. Know your city's history. I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. You can also call me the old-fashioned way, and we can actually talk at 901-482-0354. In the studio, we've got Tom King of Bill King Appraisal Company. We've got the famous Shelby County historian Jimmy Ogle. So if you'd like to join the conversation, give us a call while we're live today at 901-535-9732. Well, we had Jenny on the line, but uh, sorry about that, Jenny. Why don't you call back? Uh, We want to get you on the air um, so Jenny was on the line. We missed her, but that's okay. Hopefully she'll she'll call back. So right now, I want to jump into our topic because you don't have to be a historian to be able to set yourself up to really win in this market. Um, here's some things to love about living and owning real estate in Memphis, Tennessee. From my mortgage desk, I get the joy of being on the journey to home ownership for many first-time homebuyers, a lot of first-time homebuyers in Memphis. You don't have to have a lot of money down. Sometimes you don't even need any money down. And the great thing about Memphis, it's it's affordable. You can own a house and still have money left over to eat, to travel, to do lots of fun things with your life, make a lot of memories here in Memphis and still own your house. A lot of single people, a lot of married people that I work with, these are people that I see, the first-time homebuyers who've been paying rent for years, and the landlord knocks on the door and every year and says, hey, your rent's gone up. Well, that just takes away money from those making those memories, going out to eat, traveling, and all that. So they're tired of it. They come in to see me, and they say, Joe, can you help us out? We really want to own our own home. We want to build some wealth for ourselves. The great, another great thing about Memphis is that so many times the mortgage payment's about 25% less than what they pay for rent on the same house. So Memphis is a gold mine when it comes to buying real estate and actually building wealth. You know, we had Wendy Greenlaw of Channel Reports in our studio a few weeks ago, and she had an interesting statistic. Not only do we sell a lot of homes to people who are they're first-time home buyers, or maybe they're buying their second or third home. Maybe they're downsizing. But investors, we've got investors that come from coast to coast all over the country. I even have people call me from other parts of the world who are wanting to buy real estate in Memphis because it is a solid market, stable market, a lot of wide variety for jobs, a good rental market, as well as a good market to own real estate and make money. So if you want to talk about buying in real estate, I, buying real estate in Memphis, I would love to have the opportunity to talk with you. But you know, you've got to set up that mortgage right the first time. You can fix up an ugly house, but you can't fix up ugly financing. So Here's what I would suggest to you. Have more than one exit strategy. Anytime you buy a house or a business or anything major like that, have more than one exit strategy. Let's just pretend for a second that you are uh, you or maybe one of your adult age college children have been renting a home and the landlord's knocking on that door again like he does every year informing you that your rent's going to be going up again. Well, That's more buying buying power that just went to the landlord and out of your pocket. You're motivated now to buy your own home, get your mortgage payment at a fixed rate 30 years, and then start working on paying the mortgage off. Well, the fixed rate seems nice, but you don't want to feel like you're going to be stuck in the house and never be able to move. If the market turns the wrong way, what are you going to do? 
First of all, you find a reputable, experienced realtor who knows those neighborhoods where you want to live. You can connect with that experienced loan officer who spends the extra time to help you set up multiple exit strategies to use one day if you ever decide to move out of the house. Now, the realtor representing you finds some houses in a neighborhood, let's say, that you like where the home values have historically been on an upward trend. Well, you find a home in this general neighborhood for a price that you can comfortably afford. Now, right now in cities like Memphis, Tennessee, it is very easy to get a mortgage payment, including taxes and insurance and all of that, that's less than what you pay for rent on the same house. I mean, you're already ahead of the game walking into this. The mortgage officer presents to you two or three different mortgage loan programs. Now, these mortgage programs can give you advantages to keep your payment affordable and allow you to leave adequate money in your emergency fund in case of emergencies. And if you're thinking about doing this, I would love to have an opportunity to talk to you and hear what your plan is. Now, assuming that you do not have a lot of money to put down for this example, we can look to see if you qualify for 100%, any of the 100% loans where there's no down payment. We can look into down payment assistance. We can look into comparing the FHA government loan with a, maybe a 3% conventional loan that's going to work best for you. Here are four ways that you can use multiple exit strategies when you buy your home. And one day in the future, if you need to move out, you can, you're not stuck, and you can still come out ahead whether it's a good real estate selling market at the time you need to leave or if it's not. Say say you bought this home in a stable neighborhood where values are gradually continuing to increase. The chances are good when you get ready to sell your house. You're going to have plenty of equity in there to sell it, pay your realtor, and come out, with, uh, come out ahead because you've bought in a market that's going up in value. But what if when you get ready to sell or you get ready to leave your home or you want, you want to move somewhere else, what if the values are stagnant? What if it's not a good real estate selling market at all and maybe you'd be either not making any money or upside down? You could consider moving out and renting your home to a tenant. Memphis is a great market for rental. Uh, now you are the property manager. You can be knocking on the tenant's door each year to increase rent and give yourself a raise every month. I mean, every year <laughs> when you raise the rent. I mean, it's the reverse. What a lot of people forget is the FHA government loan program has an assumability clause in it. So if you are thinking you might be, um, you might be transferred with your job or you might not want to live in that house forever, remember that you, if you don't want to rent it, you may be able to sell it on an assumption. Now, on those loans, let's say that you have a four-point-something percent interest rate. It's fixed, 30-year rate on your FHA loan today. Let's say that three or four years from now, rates are at six or seven. I don't know. We'll have to look through the magic binoculars and into the future to see that. I don't know. But let's just say that the rates have gone up a couple of points at the time in the future you decide to sell this house. Let's say that maybe the values are, are not good in the, in the neighborhood. You could put a sell that house and put it up for sale and have somebody qualify with your mortgage company to assume and take over your payments at four point something percent. Now, I've been in the business almost 30 years, so I remember what this was like. People were willing to pay quite a bit of equity money to that 
homeowner to have the privilege of taking over an interest rate that was much lower than market and not have and plus think about it mo- I mean a lot of the loans already been paid on it what a deal so assumable loans if you're thinking you don't you're not going to be in the house for a long long term that is a great strategy to win in just about any market uh, if you own a house free and clear with no mortgage, you would also have the option of having the person buying your home pay you a certain amount each month, creating a secondary income for you. That's taking back the financing yourself. If you own it free and clear, no mortgage, you can have them pay you a thousand dollars a month instead of the, that thousand going to a mortgage company. A lot of different ways. You want to, if you want to brainstorm about this, give me a call at nine zero one four eight two zero three. Five four, and we can brainstorm some other exit strategies that might work better for you. But right now, Tom and Jimmy are playing with this mat with our magic binoculars. Let me tell you about the magic binoculars. These things are magic because if you look back through one end of it, you can see back into the murky mist of the past. If you turn it around, you look through the other end, you can see into the future. Now, I will give you a caveat. The lenses on the future one are foggy, and Tom has not gotten around to fixing those. (laughs) So I know you guys are peering into the magic binoculars, and you can see a picture of this on our blog post on Monday. What do you guys see in the past right now? Well, Joe, one of the things that uh, I remember talking about real estate is uh, one of the commercial realtors many years ago had a customer that wanted to buy a office building in East Memphis. So he picks him up at the airport. And the, the customer says, uh, take me downtown. And so he says, the office building is in East Memphis. He goes, well, take me downtown first. He drives through downtown. This is before the the, the renovation of it and all that. It was it was in, in decay, actually. And uh, the guy drives through downtown and said, take me back to the airport. He said, if you don't have a good downtown, I don't want to invest in, in this city. And the guy took him back to the airport and did not make the sale. So uh, a, a vibrant downtown is is so critical to every single part of this city. Jimmy, what do you've got to say? Well, 15 years ago, I moved from downtown. It was gotten too busy for me downtown. I was there during the time you're talking about, and I moved back into the neighborhood I grew up in, there in the Walnut Grove Goodlett area. And at that time, as a kid, when I was growing up, uh, Poplar Plaza, Laurelwood, Summer Center Shopping Centers, High Point Terrace, Feral Drugstore. Uh, I'd ride my bike around as a kid. Had those great memories. Riding a bike around all day long, leaving the basketball on the driveway, you know. And now I'm back in that same neighborhood. It has that same feel to it almost. Uh, it's, the streets are the same, the tall trees, the old homes. There hasn't been a whole lot of infill or, uh, you know, uh, apartment buildings come in or anything like that. It's a very stable neighborhood from as it was 50 years ago. Uh-huh. And that made, me, that made me feel good. And that's 20 minutes from anywhere in Shelby County at the same time, too. Well, you know, we're getting ready to go to break. But, you know, just having the turleys and the belts come into the downtown Putting a little money, starting to put a little money into it, it's like everybody started flocking down there, and it really turned our downtown around. And just like you said, Tom, if you have a vibrant downtown, it truly positively affects the real estate, even going out from there. So, Absolutely. Uh, kudos to everybody who's invested in downtown. I'm really excited about some of the future. When we come back from break, we're going to be talking about some of the future that we see through the magic binoculars in the Memphis area. So I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer, with Tom King, our appraiser, and Jimmy Ogle, our historian. We'll see you guys back in just a moment. 
WREC and 92.1 FM. Hi, I'm Eric Urick, Focal Point Business Coaching, getting you to where you need to be. You're listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop. Now back to our host, Joe Garner. All right, we're rolling. We're rolling on the river up here at at Real Estate Mortgage Shop. We're talking about what sells Memphis real estate. Know your city's history. Boy, we're chock full of history here in Memphis. I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. Love for you to call me at 901-482-0354. In the studio, we've got Tom King, our expert appraiser. How do we contact you, Tom? Give me a call at 901-487-6989. And in the studio, we also have Jimmy Ogle, our Memphis historian. And you can connect with him at jimmyogle.com and go on one of his awesome walks. Walking tours, but right now we're going to take a moment. <laughs> we're going to do the real estate tip of the week, Tom. I think you've got a quick. All real right, estate we got tip a quick week. one here. You know, it's amazing. I I walk around the house and I'll point out to a homeowner that uh, I say, "You've got some rotted wood over here," and you know, different things. And he goes, "Gee, I never saw that." So, if you're getting ready to put your house on the market. Take a walk around your house and, and and really look at those blind places. There's more to the house than the distance from the garage to where you park your car, from the garage to where your back door is. So just get a good little look at that and say, gee, I never noticed that peeling paint or uh, maybe a shingle's loose or something like that. So uh, walk around your house before you put your house on the market and kind of fix those little things up that you never see because it's on the wrong side of the house because when you're on that side of the house you're looking at the lawnmower most likely <laughs> right right that's a good tip tom all right so tom here's what i've got for talk shop talk shop offers free networking and education to anyone interested in real estate or in business talk shop meets every wednesday nine o'clock to ten over at pino's palette 8225 dexter road in cordova tennessee this Wednesday, October 10th, Taylor Tagg, City of Memphis Small Business Development. He's going to be talking about, I shared my spare, what donating a kidney taught me about giving. And that's Taylor Tagg. That's at uh, Talk Shop Wednesday. Talk Shop events are free thanks to advertisers like Mary Jane Leslie of Signs Now in Memphis, Tennessee. Point your customers to your business or event in first class and memorable style. You can call Mary Mary Jane over at 901-368-0784. She's right, right over here at American Way in Memphis. Enjoy Memphis um, Tigers. So what's going on with the All Tigers? All right. The Tigers play tonight at 6 o'clock, and they're playing the University of Connecticut, UConn. And uh, I'll be there. I'll be wearing a blue shirt if anyone wants to. Uh, you know, I'll be standing out real bad in there. So it's it's going to be a great game, a great game. And if you can't make the game, you can listen to it on this radio station. That's I, right. That, that's right. Well, and enjoy your Monday's uh, federal holiday as we honor oh. Christopher Columbus. Subscribe to uh, to Real Estate Mortgage Shop. Our, you'll get our weekly blog post, podcast, conveniently right in your inbox. You can go to J.O. Garner to sign up for that. Real Estate Mortgage Shop reminds you to make your plan, work your plan. If the deal works for you today, do, do it, it today. A couple That's of right. quotes, and then we're going to turn it over to Jimmy. Uh, here's one from Theodore Roosevelt. The more you know about the past, the better prepared you are for the future. 
That's All right. Nice. That makes Jimmy a really good expert. Uh, he's a smart guy. And then no. Jeff Bezos says, work hard, have fun, and make history. So, uh, <laughs> Jimmy, let's just turn Jimmy on. We're going to let's let Jimmy go with some of the history of Memphis that have helped us sell Memphis. We're going to look through the binoculars and, yeah, let's, and see, got the binoculars. see the past. Yeah, what have y'all the seen? They've been, the binoculars. Yeah, we've got the binoculars yeah. up here. We've already told you, magic binoculars, you look through one end, you see into the murky mist of the past. You turn it around, you can kind of see the future, but the lens are a little foggy, so we're going to tell you right up front, use your imagination. Uh, but they've been looking through the magic binoculars during break. What do you see back in the murky mist of the past? Well, I won't go back to the 18th or 19th century. I'll go back to the 20th century. How about that? And you think about, in our lifetime, <clears throat> uh, the growth of this community. Memphis itself was about 600,000 people in the 1960s, and now this whole area is 1.2 million people. Well, not all that's in Memphis. Half of that's outside of Memphis. You, you know, at, Jimmy, I remember the old saying that says, Memphis marches along a half million strong. <laughs> that's do you remember right. that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and – uh, and so Bartlett, for example, was 1,000 people in 1970. Now it's 60,000 people. It's the 10th largest city in our state. Uh, DeSoto County, we can talk about DeSoto County, came it's kind of a market, <laughs> but it was a 50,000 people in DeSoto County then. Now it's 150,000 people or more now. So you look at Lakeland and Millington, and I mean Lakeland and Arlington, uh, the growth, they're bigger than Millington now and going up I-40 there. Uh, and the Tipton County with Munford, Atoka, Brighton, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of communities out there. Uh, my brother lives in Fayette County because he likes horses, so he has a farm, you know. But but uh, that's even closer to Memphis now than ever before with the 385 and the Paul Barrett Parkway and the Winfield Dunn Parkways. So you look at this whole community, it's the 23rd largest community or metropolitan area in America. And that's just in the last 50 years. So uh, we're a big area, diverse area. Uh, we've always been diverse. Back in, in the Civil War, we actually grew during the Civil War, let's say. And most cities were losing their populations in the South because of the battles. We had no land battles here. We we're a northern-occupied town. We were a sanctuary city before we actually had that term. And then right after that, the mosquito came. So what the Civil War didn't do to Memphis, the mosquito did. And we got knocked to our knees with yellow fever. Then we had a large in-migration from the Delta, a large immigration from Europe. And by 1900, we, we were down to 10,000 people in, in 1880. And then by 1900, we had over 100,000 people in Memphis. Talk about uh, the number of automobiles. Well, in 1904, we had eight <laughs> automobiles in Memphis, and the speed limit was eight miles an hour. <laughs> and, uh, by 1910, we had 1,000. By 1913, 6,000. By 1920, 19,000 automobiles. So we went automobile crazy. We annexed out to uh, where Cooper is now. Built the la- I bought the lands for Overton Park and Riverside Park. Built the parkways in the early 1900s. With only a thousand cars, you know, that's the greatest set of streets we've ever built in our life, you know. Uh, so we've we've always been a, a, a diverse city. Uh, and from 1900 to 1910, less than 10 percent of the people that lived in Memphis were actually born in Memphis. Think wow. about that a hundred years wow. ago. So uh, we've always had diverse populations like that, and lived through World War One and World War Two. Uh, through the civil rights movement, we you know we've had some ugly moments in Mem- Memphis too. It's been a struggle, but it's it's on its feet. It's yep. a growing community. There's a lot of positive air, and um, and I'm sure that's good for the you know whether it's the old neighborhoods or the new neighborhoods sprinkled all around. Uh, it's good for the whole community. This 1.2 million people that's in five counties that we call Memphis. You know, <laughs> I tell you, we've got to love Memphis. And all love right, it. I'll give a quickie on the future. Um, everyone's saying everyone's moving out of Memphis, moving out of the Midtown area. That's a lie. Yeah. The Midtown inside the Loop area is strong, and it'll always be strong. Mm-hmm.
Into rates, the future. Rates are projected to go up, so if you've got variable rate debt, talk to me. Let's refinance that over into fixed rate. We love hanging out with you on Real Estate Mortgage Shop, and we hope to hang out with you again next week. Connect with us at jogarner.com. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop, where we offer you solutions to your real estate and financing scenarios. I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage professional. Catch this podcast and more at jogarner.com. 